Welcome to Holy Ghosting, a podcast about deconstruction and whatever the hell we're going to do after that. I'm Meg Weber. And I'm Lindsay Stranigan. I'm Sarai Johnson. And today we are going to say goodbye to 2023. For me, it was the year of me, the year of who I am, the year of discovering new things about me. And I hope it was also a year for you to figure out more of who you are. Today, it's just going to be the three of us. We're going to do a little reflecting and we're going to do a lot of forward thinking because there are good things in store. There are good things in store for all of us collectively, for us individually. And I want to celebrate the wins. I want to celebrate the yays. And I want to celebrate all of my tadas, which are what I call my to-do list. They're my tada list. Um, so... First thing I want to start with is an introduction to who we are or who we were or who we are now. And I'm going to start with Lindsay. We love Lindsay. We all love and know Lindsay as a PK, head of the vestry at a very liberal Episcopal church with a big old rainbow flag on the front. If you know her, you love her. You self-identified as a Christian at the beginning of this whole thing. You self-identified in a lot of ways that have evolved. I want to know what's it for you? What's different? Who are you? Reintroduce yourself if you want. Tell us what's new. I mean, I am still Lindsay. I am still senior warden at All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. Uh, it's a three-year term, so this will be my last year coming up in January. Um I have learned a lot about myself this year, namely doing this podcast, I think has opened up a lot of conversations, um, grief, uh, realizations of like these aha moments of like, oh gosh, like that was a really culty thing in my childhood, you know, things that you maybe like <laughs> thought were funny before and aren't so funny now. Um, I do still identify as a Christian though. I think a lot of, um, you know, the more conservative, the Bible thumping, camp might not consider me that. I, I like to say I'm Christian-ish. I'm very <laughs> spiritual. I don't know where my Bible is currently uh, in my home. So uh, I do love prayer still. Uh, and you do still have a degree in Bible. I so do. You, kind you can of never carry it with you, right? You can never take that away from me. I think that I wasn't allowing myself to pull some of those threads uh, for a long time because I was scared about what that would mean or that maybe my faith would crumble uh, when you ask the questions about like oh hey like the story about like Abraham like when God told him to like kill his son to show his devotion like that's fucked up you know like I didn't allow myself to ask those questions or also investigate like wait was that story real or was it just like a thing to get us like think you know like uh, yeah I I have so many questions. And I think that for the first time ever, I'm like excited to have questions. And I also have spiritual people in my life. Like my priest is my friend and I have someone that I can like talk to openly and honestly about things. And like, there's no shame in that. And there's no shame in having those questions. And like, we don't have to believe the same thing. So yeah, it's been, I didn't make any big sweeping changes this year. I think my changes were small um, and we can get into more of those, but I feel like I'm in a like I'm in a good place and I was worried about working with a church in a volunteer role like this is that it would burn me out and then it would turn me sour and then I would um walk away and it's actually been quite the opposite to see a group of people come together to like meet needs in our community and like I'm spearheading a pretty big project like we're doing some big renovations where I am leading a GoFundMe right now for our like food pantry we are building a new structure and we are trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars which is like a big fucking sum of money and it feels yeah. I feel very out of my league in some ways but at the same time like watching people like come together and make this happen and I've been meeting with architects and going over proposals like again all stuff that feels very out of my comfort zone but like because it's like a supportive group of people who like have the same ideals and values and it feels good i think that sounds like a lot of change <laughs> sure <laughs> i mean just in the last couple of episodes you swapped your entire like holiday plans and shifted into a like a different mindset about things that bring you joy and the ways that you wanted to show up for yourself and for your family not just for your family and and those are big internal changes that you know maybe don't seem 
life altering, but from the outside as your friend, it has altered you in a way that has changed just even your countenance, like the way that you're able to show up with more of your joy and your peace. And I think that's a beautiful thing to witness and it's something to be celebrated. So uh, three cheers or whatever ways, how many awards can we give you? <laughs> like gold medals, stars. Yeah. What, we're giving out, we're giving out the ghosties today. Those are awards. You get everyone you, will, it'll be a competition because I love competition because of course. I'm an Enneagram three. No, just kidding. We are not having any competitions. I will say too, to all the like eldest daughters out there, like what a, what an exercise in like realizing that I don't have to be there for everybody all the time and that like I don't yes. have to carry everything on my shoulders and that the world isn't going to fall apart if I take care of myself. Um, I think that that is, I mean, an eldest daughter thing. Uh, when you were raised religious, when you're conditioned as as a female, as being told you're the helper, right? Like our whole lives were told this. And so it's been hard because I do like helping people and I you know, like fearing that what, what if I set some boundaries, like what is that going to look like? And turns out mm -hmm. it just, it's been good. And I've been forced into some of those, like my family is pretty fractured at the moment and has had to like, we've had to make some changes around the holidays. But again, I'm, I'm like looking forward to doing things in a new and sustainable way. And like, we don't have to do things the way we've always done them. Like if it's not working and it's not serving you, don't fucking do it. So it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. And and Lindsay is learning, learning the nose and the boundaries and you sharing the struggle of that and the ways that you have found new pathways and new relationships with every individual person in your family has been not just inspiring for me, but like educating, like giving me information uh, because you're talking about this struggle, like you're talking about the challenges of it. And um. And I just, I'm really grateful for that. And I know a lot of people have gotten a lot of healing um, and help from just us being honest and talking about the shit that we have been enduring. Uh, I feel like one of the most important things about this podcast anyway, and what we set out to do with it was there's a natural element where we're going to be talking about the things that we're wrestling with in real time. And I think especially around this holiday piece around your family and around all of those, those roles that you had taken on as the eldest, you know, sibling daughter in particular, like being the nurturing one, loving to entertain, having the spiritual gift of hospitality, obviously <laughs> same Z is twinning. Um, it, it is hard. It's hard to let go of those things because those roles feel really important and they help us to define ourselves. And in a way, letting go of those and saying, hey, it's actually valuable for me to take up space and for me to know where I end and everyone else begins is like the most amazing thing. And so it is it's like it's a very vulnerable thing to be able to step out and talk about this stuff as it's happening and make shifts in front of everyone like you've been doing. And I, I appreciate that a lot. I talk to people all the time who are, are relating to something any of the three of us are going through. And I'm really grateful that, that we can share this shit and people can hear it and know, oh, I'm not alone. And other people have tried different things. So maybe I could try something different too. It's, it's actually, it's allowed. And the thing that once kept us in captivity is now the same thing that can give us liberation is is really allowing ourselves to feel into who we are and what we need and and also not even so that you can care for others you know mm -hmm. i think the goal of caring for ourselves we we still want to couch it in like well i can't pour from an empty cup like true that is true so yes take care and also what if your cup is just going to be empty for a little while? Mm. Like sometimes it is and it's okay for us to take whatever time we need to refill that cup and to replenish ourselves and to mm. give ourselves the stores of energy we need to keep fighting whatever battles we're fighting or climbing whatever mountains we're climbing or walking through whatever normal fucking street you're walking on. Like it <laughs> is, life is just really a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time. And I think that, 
reinvestigating what it actually is that fills our cup. Because I think, again, we tell ourselves we do things the way that we do them. We spend time with family or whatever, because we are convinced that like, I think about it all the time. I'm like, well, yeah, I love hosting. I love cooking. Of course, I want to have everybody to over my home for the holidays. And like, I do, but also there's the like, oh, I have one dog that's a bolter. So I'm like terrified all day that my dog's going to run away and get hit by a car. And then there's all the dishes that I have to do afterwards. And so like, I've been actually being really honest with myself. I'm like, do I actually like doing this or do I just, am I expected to like to do this? Or is it just a thing that I've said that I like to do? Or do I like it on my terms on a different, like it's always kind of been on everybody else's terms. So I think yeah, it is. And I'm learning about more about codependency and like being needed by my family and how good that feels. But then also realizing that like, does it actually feel good? Like, uh, again, I'm not a therapist. Can you tell I've been, I've been talking about this a lot in therapy. <laughs> Thank I know maybe the question should have been, and what have been the top three things you've discussed in therapy this year? Because no, it's thanks. like, oh my gosh, not for lot. me, thanks. <laughs> Well, luckily we have a fucking witch in our midst. So Sarai, that's me. Oh, I will. Up? I will never forgive you for bringing a witch into our midst. <laughs> May a curse be upon you for you brought a witch into our midst. Isn't it ironic how much curse that has brought? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like a few things have changed for me this year. Um, okay. Oh, I think this is actually, this is hard for me to formulate into words in some ways because I'm still processing a lot of the changes that have happened over the last year. Um, there's been a lot of, a lot of shedding and a lot of um, grief and a lot of learning, a lot of trusting myself, a lot of trusting the universe the magic that is the the network of people I have as a support system but this year has really shaken off almost every leaf I mean look at this poor sad begonia behind me look at that this should have leaves everywhere all over the whole thing and be lush and gorgeous but it is all my sad sad plants are like a microcosm of how I am um but I'm okay because I'm still alive and these begonias are very resilient. So I've got to put it in some light and give it some water and it's going to be fucking great. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the year started with a bang uh, <laughs> in so many interesting ways. I ended a partnership that I'd been in, um, my romantic life partnership with somebody that um, we had been in for over seven years. And really the rest of the year has just been a lot of... Uh, literal packing up and moving things out. Uh, also, you know, you can see all these records behind me. I still have a bunch of remnants of things in the house that were uh, my former partners. My living situation is very shaky. Um, you know, we weren't married. And, you know, why would he buy the cow if he could get the milk for free? Obviously. I shouldn't um, laugh at that. But, but, you know, it's, it's, it's like the worst thing they told us. Like, I know. It's fuck so gross. off. But, geez. Also, like, I mean, I'm not a cow. Just like, come on. Stop. Um, anyway, that's not the point. But the point was more um, it's, a, it's a big challenge to step out and uh, decide to make space for your whole self. And the reason why I've made these changes is because I had to make room in my life for all of the fullness of who I know I am and who I've known I am for a long time, but haven't always been able to prioritize certain aspects of my human experience and growth. And I've talked about this somewhat on the podcast, like really relatively often in particular, it's, it's really my queerness and integrating this part of me that loves more than one person at a time that loves people of any gender expression that is interested in nourishment and intimacy and can find that and create that in a lot of different ways. And like for me, the connection, the chemistry of every individual and every group that I'm a part of is a beautiful alchemy and it all creates different things. And so I did start the year accidentally very strongly choosing myself and deciding that I no longer could be in a monogamous partnership with a cishet man, and I stopped doing it. Yeah. It's, 
Oh, that's a short version of it. <laughs> Just like a couple things uh, it's like, going on. I don't know. People break up, yada, yada. I, I will say like this has tested, this year has ch- really tested my limits. Um, and it's pushed me to some of the most extreme, incredible, like life-changing, life-altering experiences that have forever shifted parts of me and ways that I will experience and see and and be in the world. And it also has taken me really deep, dark places that have been difficult to climb from and shaken my trust in others in ways that have really been difficult to integrate or be with. So a lot of this year is experiencing trauma working through it, trying to continue treading that trauma water (laughs) over this time and finding that my reserves are often not enough and that I am very, very exhausted from the emotional work of just trying to be a human person who knows who I am and, and making space for myself in my own life. And that has a lot of consequences in particular for me. Um, It's been really challenging to mesh the outward expression and experience of someone with the behind the scenes experience of what is really happening. Um, And it's also really interesting how our wounded healer archetype oftentimes comes up. Wounded healer is like Chiron, if you're in astrology, it's Chiron. It's also just a mythological character, basically an archetype of the healer always healing what wound they can't heal for themselves, like in others. The healer or the teacher even teaching what they need to learn. The experience of going through financial gain and loss, the experience of going through personal gain and loss, the experience of telling the truth about it right now is terrifying to me because it because it does lay bare the very human vulnerability and weakness that is inherent in being alive like this fragility of the little pilot light of our soul that we get to stoke and keep burning and sometimes it feels like it's gonna get snuffed totally out and but it doesn't and so it's just sometimes being with the embers as they're starting to waver and and go out and then just being with it and blowing some oxygen in there and maybe adding a little fuel to the fire and getting it back going. And so I feel like for me, 2023, this like these dark, dark days, it's like dark as night at 4.45 p.m. Like these are the days of going back within and stoking my own pilot light. Um, because I am still here and I'm still as powerful as I've ever been. And I also know that there are powers outside of my control that I often <laughs> want to be able to harness in some way. But I also know that I just have no choice but to keep putting one foot in front of the other and living my life every day and getting up and taking my kids to school and coming home. And maybe my house is literally filthy and crazy. It is. Um, it's, it's really a lot, but yeah, I also am choosing myself and continue to do that. And in choosing myself, I'm choosing who my family is and I'm choosing who gets to be in the circle of like my partners and my friendships and my life and my family. And I'm choosing people I trust and I'm choosing people that I love and I'm choosing myself and trusting myself and loving myself. And it's also really annoying because I've cried a lot this year and I kind of am tired of it. And I'd like to just like laugh way more, but I also laugh a lot too. So, you know, I guess life is just really fucking messy and weird and mind-boggling and also insanely beautiful and perfect and I don't know where I'm gonna live in like a month or two months I have no idea and I also am okay and I know I'll be okay and I always am and that's good so I am really surprised at my weirdly tearful update (laughs) I kind of expected to try to be a little brighter but but it is okay like the dark 
does its work too. And it's a time of concealment and choice and like what emerges now out of this compost of this year, the, the fire, the ashes, you know, what Phoenix do I get to be today? I'm it's trying to keep it together over here. Damn it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I feel like sometimes you, I mean, we do make choices. We jump off cliffs. Like we do crazy shit that blows up our life and it's not bad. It's just life. And I'm not really willing to live a life of just what seems safe because I know that what seemed like it was safe for me was actually always killing and suffocating me. And my work in this life is to liberate myself from my own oppression, to be a part of liberating all of us from oppressive systems, to call out what is broken and wrong and abusive and oppressive in systems that exist that we just all take for granted and think they're the way it is, all of that. And the only way that I can do the work is also by going through it and living it and being expanded by all of these highs and lows and by the experience, the breadth, the depth of human fucking emotion. It's a lot. And it feels like too much for my body sometimes. And sometimes I like it is. And that's just true. So, yeah, I think um, this year I've survived on a lot of salt baths. Mm -hmm. um, probably sourdough bread and sex. And those are the things that help me <laughs> stay alive um, right now. And, and like, that's good. That's so basic. I have a roof over my head somehow, a leaky, weird roof and a house full of holes, but it's, that's my home. And I live here still. And I'm just going to keep showing up for myself and my kids and my people. And, you know, some days I'll just cry the whole time I'm talking on my podcast. So <laughs> enjoy my Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, cameo. I, su I support this. What is it that we were saying? Uh, I don't think we said on the podcast the uh, less of them, more of me. It's going to be our new mantra, yes. our, our merch, right? It was always yes, less more of them. It's the opposite, guys, of what the evangelicals told you. Spoiler alert. Remember when it was always That's like, less right. of me, more of him. And now we're like, that's, that's some bullshit. Yeah. I need to know me. I need to know me to love me. Uh, and that was not allowed knowing yourself. I mean, Meg, I feel like you've been singing your own praises lately. And I mean that literally in worship music where you want to know you more. That's and uh, I want to hear about that. <laughs> Hold on, oh, though. Um. I just, I appreciate you so much, Sarai. And we have gotten to know each other like through a podcast, strangely. But also <laughs> I feel like I've known you forever. And yeah, I just, I appreciate you so much. The way that you look at the world. I've never thought about my soul as a little pilot light. And like the way that you put things together is with so much compassion and thoughtfulness. And I know that like this year has been really, really hard for you. And let me tell you, like the, three of us trying to get our schedules together and like put a podcast mm -hmm. out. Sometimes it feels fucking impossible, but we also believe in this so much and it doesn't matter what's been going on behind the scenes. Like we want to have these conversations and we feel like we are building a community and it feels really important. And every like little bit of feedback that we get from our listeners is just like mind boggling. Like we are so appreciative that you all listen, but I just want to take a moment and say that I'm very grateful for you. And I'm appreciative of you like sharing like the real and like the ugly and the hard, um, even as we like look towards the future and like the goodness that we believe is coming, but knowing that like, it's okay to like be in the darkness for a little while. Cause like the shit is dark right now. It's really dark. Yeah. yeah. The darkness is also important yeah. and beautiful in its way. And it's, you know, I always resist winter with such a toddler-like stubbornness. I <laughs> fucking hate it. I'm like clearly a transitional seasons slash summer bitch. Like every other season, I love it. And winter, I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like do not even, and then every year I'm like, okay. You just, there's something about like succumbing to the dark. And there's also something about this season being about the return of the light and our wish to push the light to like always be on, you know, like let's make it bright, which is beautiful. And we do get to do that and should and will. And our human spirit is 
somehow relentless and resilient as fuck. I don't understand it all the time, but we do, we resurrect ourselves, you know, the year resurrects itself. And so this is also a truth being in rhythm with the earth cycles, the moon cycles, the wheel of the year, like these earth-based practices that I've been pulling from and experiencing and being with partially like started out as very intuitively and now is something I've practiced over the last almost decade. And it is like a fully different experience of being a human. So it is, it is time to rest and recharge and let's mm -hmm. just be honest. Like my December's used to be balls to the wall, fucking nonsense too. Yeah. My kids are both birthdays, like all the shit, you know, and I just don't do it anymore. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a thing for your birthday kid and a thing for your birthday kid. And, you know, right now I've got a big hole in my ceiling in my kitchen and no cupboards on most of my walls. And so I'm like, yeah, I guess we're not going to do holiday parties at my house this year. Um, but that's fine. Like it feels good. It feels okay for this house to have a rest and to see like, well, what are you going to become next little place? No. Thank you, Lindsay. And I appreciate and love you. Meg has always been figuring it out. So I'm kind of curious what you've figured out since we started and what you're figuring out now, like what's going on in your world? Oh my gosh. Well, I, um, I was confronted at one point this year and told that I was an atheist and that really surprised me because I didn't know that about myself. Um, turns out I, I don't think that's true. Um, I am still figuring out my theology or like what it is that I believe about God or spirituality. Um, but the things that I have figured out is that at least I don't believe that there is only one true Bible or one true way to have spiritual connection. And, um, it's, it's kind of one of those things I thought as a kid that's kind of come into fruition for me, which was like, why would God only give one way? Like, why wouldn't the creator of everything make it possible for people to find them in lots of different ways and lots of different avenues and, and to worship in ways that feel honest and true and that are not conforming to someone else's idea? I just think that there's liberty in that freedom and an ability for me to like recognize the things that I do love and miss. Like I love ritual. I do love spirituality. I love the community part um, of what Christianity had given me. And I'm really excited because I've been able to now seek out and find ways of replicating that, like the things that I love and miss Um now that I don't consider myself a Christian, um, I'm maybe agnostic. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Let's just put it that way. I feel <laughs> like there is no arrival. I will never have it all solved. I do want to always be figuring it out because that that's just what I am at my core. I've, I've been discovering so much more of who I am at my core because like Lindsay said, I've now finally been able to be like, well, what about more of me and less of him? And growing up as a woman and being told that my goal was to be more like him um, was kind of weird and confusing. Um, I started to go back and think about things that adults had always said to me in my life. Things like, you're a tomboy. Uh, you're not girly enough. Like why you're so good at baking. Why would you want to go out and play sport? Um, and those things all kind of led me to a personal understanding of what being non-binary means and that my whole life, all the adults were recognizing that I was not falling in line to what the binary of woman was supposed to be, I guess. Um, I came up with this idea of like, why can't I be a woman on a spectrum that leans more into the male side or the masculine side of myself? Do I need to define myself externally to other people for me to live truly for who I am, like who I am, and how I show up in the world? No, I don't. But if people want to talk about it, I'm super open to talk about it. I have been an advocate for 
kids in my life for their autonomy. And they really helped me to kind of get to a place where I realized I didn't know myself. I have talked a lot on this podcast about sexual repression, about my lack of personal sexual knowledge. And this year have discovered my queerness and I've been able to do it in a really loving and supportive environment where my husband who yes, is still my husband and yes, is still my life partner. And yes, is a person I love, even though he is a man. Um, and that <laughs> is not what being queer it all. always is. I don't know. It's like, Yes, and is a little bit of what I've realized is that um, yes, and to gender, yes, and to sexuality, yes, and to who I can love or how I can love and what that looks like. And I don't have it all figured out, spoiler, and um, it is something very new to be 43, almost 44 years old, and for the first time understanding my sexuality, it, like I get sad about it when I think about what that meant for the 40 plus other years that I lived not knowing these things. And um, I've really, really briefly mentioned, um, we shared really briefly about a seizure that I had while we were all together having a Holy Ghosting weekend. My emotional support animal just came to join me, <laughs> just like maybe did. Uh, Lindsay's doggy came and took care of me after. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up and I've already made around two, three hundred dollars You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. But that seizure really gave me a surprising opportunity, I guess, to be reborn, to be reborn into who I am and who I want to be before I was conditioned, before I was filled with propaganda and told that I wasn't right the way that I was. Um, And it turns out I really like myself and I really like who I am and I really like knowing myself in a way that has nothing to do with what other people want me to be. So it's um, taken some surprising turns for me. It's been like a wild fucking year, huh? Yeah. <laughs> buck wild, as uh, Lindsay would say. I do love the buck, word buck wild. Wild. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love when you say it. I'm always like, yeah, that's right. It does feel like we've been riding a bucking bronco for a while. (laughs) There is something about having that chosen family, that chosen community of people that I really needed this year and clung to. These relationships have meant more to me now because I experienced the possibility of not being here anymore. And um, it really just made me dig into the people that matter in my life and made me realize that the rules that I was living by um, and the people that I was trying to be good for didn't really care about me. They didn't really love me. Like they, they don't want to know me. Um, And so the people that do want to know me, I guess here I am. You you also scared the shit out of us. I would like to just say that. Holy most watching someone that you love uh go through a seizure is going through it harder being there like for your friend and that is also difficult. Um and 
clearly we have like behind the scenes, we have like been going through some stuff and I'm glad we're able to like talk about some of this stuff. Not, not that we've been hiding it, but it just feels like, again, we have a lot of other stuff to talk about and this isn't like, this isn't a podcast about just talking about like our personal lives necessarily, but we yeah. want to like let you know. <laughs> Although, like, we're so interesting, so clearly you want to know about <laughs> every platform I have. I'm like, well, anyway, here's everything about me and everything I've ever thought. And let's talk about death, sex, probably government, yeah, mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, you are not invited to any more dinner parties at my house, <laughs> unless they're my people. In which case, they're like, you have to come to every dinner party. This is fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, yeah, you find your people. You find your people. and you will lose people. I think this mm-hmm. is a really really valuable thing too is just knowing look I broke up with somebody who has his own version of his experience of me how he interprets it how he tells that story like none of that is my business really I mean it becomes my business when it actually starts affecting me in which case let's get going but honestly like Losing people who believe narratives that other people are making up about me or who don't want to know me because I seem somehow foreign or scary to them, those people never knew me because I'm not different. I'm literally the same fucking person I was when I was born. I've just learned things about myself and learned how to integrate parts of myself that I used to hate and that I was fucking told to hate that we were born into literally hating our own bodies and our own being for existing as humans in the first place as female humans with a fucking vagina and some fucking boobs like right really really it's a lot of undoing and we could stay in that stupor our whole fucking lives like people have for generations and generations and when we are able to stand on the shoulders of all of our ancestors who came before us and all the pain and all the things they went through, all the oppression they experienced and imposed. I mean, the truth is like, we also have opportunity to heal ourselves in these moments and through these things. And that also gives opportunity for healing and clearing throughout our previous lines and through forevermore. I mean, epigenetics is real. I think this is like where I got to just come down and be like, look, I talk about magic all the time and I'm a witch because I believe that things feel magical. And like, it's not that I think they're totally magic, but I also think that we have a lot more power than we fucking believe we do. And when we can access it and we can put it to good use, and especially when we can do that in partnership and in community, we're able to make things happen that never seemed possible. So Lindsay, $100,000 is like easy as fuck to raise. Like you will get that. Yes, and you will it's not going it. to be hard. It's not. And it's and I think it's like one of the things that's beautiful is, is I know that because I've been able to do that kind of stuff t- time and time again, like building things, creating community centers for gathering. Like this is shit that we know how to do and we do it. Yeah. And also, I think, Meg, you keep touching on this piece of community, and I keep on reflecting. It's been almost eight years. No, it's been over eight years now since I rebaptized myself into my own divinity. It happened at that moment, and it's been happening ever since over and over and over again. And it happens all the time because my experience of the divine and of power isn't that I'm like just sure willpowering my way through like that's what I did for 35 years and then I stopped doing that and my life has shifted and changed but as a person I've unwound in ways that I am so grateful to have unwound like I honestly had a very similar experience when I was getting divorced in in a really eerily similar pattern and part of this year has been like okay, what choices do I get to make now? Like, how do I make new mistakes? And a big wound has been, I hate asking for help. I never want to ask for help. I don't ask for help unless I'm going to die (laughs) and have to get someone to take me to the hospital or something. But it's, it has been a year where I'm literally like, hey, to my sister, can I like have some money? (laughs) I need help. I've, I've never wanted to ask, especially my fucking parents for help financially. The last time I did was when I was getting divorced and I was draining my retirement accounts because I was just shaking the dust off my feet and getting out of there for dear life, frankly. And I needed money to pay for a deposit and rent on another place because I had to move several times that year. And 
I asked my dad for the money to help me for like a couple days so I could get that retirement fund released and in my bank account. And he, you know, would always turn it into a life lesson, right? Like that's what dads do. It's just very dad energy. Like, well, that's why you always leave a note or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, this is just a one-time thing and we blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, I'm 35. Like that, well, I was 35 then. I'm obviously not now. I was 35 and I was like, I'm an adult. I've been an adult long enough. Like I moved out of here when I was 17. Don't fucking act like I don't know how things work. And uh, left. And I mean, I was being nice or because I only am mean later when I tell stories. Um, anyway, <laughs> but then this year I was like, I really hate to do this, but I really needed help in multiple times. And I've asked my dad and I'm like, I'm really embarrassed and ashamed and humiliated. And I don't want to ask you for help, but I need help like really bad. And he's just put money in my bank account and supported me in those times when I'm asking for help and even said, you don't have to be ashamed. Life is really hard. Well, it's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, that's healing. That's insane. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't express like how deeply that touches me and like what it means to me to have that kind of a support from my family um, and my mom. Like, they've been here at my house fixing shit when it's falling apart. Like, it is <laughs> falling apart. And, you know, I talk about my mom all the time on this podcast. We're not emotionally close. Like, I literally think she's afraid of me. But she also took multiple days of her time to come to my house and help me do basic things like clean up the wet drywall off the floor when we took the ceiling wetness out. Like, all of this extra stuff that has been so important. And I didn't have it for a long time. And I, um, you know, again, it's humiliating, but it's not in a bad way. Like humility is beautiful. And like, it's not even humble. It's different to me than somehow humbling feels mm. like just desserts or something. But like humility is, is a beautiful thing. It doesn't have to mean shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things that are humiliating are also things that can help us grow and teach yeah. us what we don't need to be ashamed of. Because like, listen, listen living in late stage capitalism in a world where it, you know, all across the country, red said prices for housing has gone crazy over the pandemic and even before that. And we live in a particularly unaffordable fucking place. And so, you know, there's a lot of scary things, but uh, we're always radically supported. Oh, the whole point of this was that I really miss community and you're talking about community. And I've been practicing as a solitary, which basically, but also like making everything my coven because that's part of my secret witchery. <sighs> but, you know. I miss singing with people. I miss that experience of transcendence of of the mundane that happens when people are together. And I don't know what that magic is. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's spirit. Whatever the fuck. It doesn't actually matter because it does resonate. Our bodies resonate to different mm -hmm. vibrations. And that's just true. <laughs> and I don't want to be a bitch who's all out here talking about vibes all the time. But like, frankly, it is like that is real. So I don't know. I'd like to recreate spaces and community where we can sing songs together and like grieve together and celebrate together and support each other and love each other and love each other in a real unconditional way where it's like, I accept you. I, how would I have met you anywhere else but in this one weird place? And I think that's a wonderful thing. And we need that together. And we don't have enough spaces for that to happen that aren't tied to oppressive, high control religion or otherwise, you know, affiliations that are exclusionary to others. I, I'm interested in creating inclusive places that make a lot of room for people who are different. Yeah. Although if you're going to stay evangelical, you should probably not come to my thing that whatever mine is going to be. Just stay away. Just you just probably won't like it if you're evangelical. It's, it's on my Hinge profile. Yeah. If you're an evangelical Christian, you won't like me. Let's just not bother. <laughs> but if you want to make out, let's try it. <laughs> you're going to cause a brother to stumble. I mean, I hope so. Wouldn't be, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. That's the goal. Yeah. Or anybody. <laughs> I mean, like not anybody. You know what I mean? Any gender expression to stumble is, is really what I've set out to do. I'm a Jezebel. You know, I've already... Told you I'm going to be eaten by wild dogs one day. I mean, I can't argue with that logic. It's flawless. <laughs> Sorry. This is my Scorpio moon is coming out and I'm just like really reveling in the macabre and the dark now. So thank you. Now I've switched into enjoying it. That's cool. where I'm at. So cool. You know yeah. What? 
from endurance to enjoyment. That's what you're all about. It is what I'm all about. Thank you. Yeah. You know, looking back is, is really helpful. It helps me to, like I said, have a ta-da list. It's all the things that I have worked on. I have accomplished. I have grown. I have changed through, um, and it is helpful to reflect and to see all of those things because we are always evolving and we also get to define our future in ways we don't always get to control every single little part of it, but we do get, we do get to dream and we do get to create. And those are things that I get excited about. So if you're going to dream, what are you dreaming about Lindsay? And what are things that you're looking forward to? I think kind of like on what Sarai was saying, like as I've learned more about mutual aid and taking care of one another, I think that that is, it takes away some of the fear element. Like if I'm being honest, like when I think about like the next presidential election, I feel fucking despair in my heart yeah. for many reasons. Most of which is that I don't want to vote for either of those two motherfuckers. Uh, but, and then saying that I'll probably get some, Hate, but I don't care. Uh, and I'm not telling you, you know what, what I'm going to do or what I've decided. Because first of all, I haven't decided yet. Uh, second of all, is whatever you can say what you want. But like, it's my it's my vote, and I'm thinking about it. And I am not happy with our current political system at all. Um, it is not serving us. Like, we are not represented by our elected representatives. Um, that said. I also know that like even while things were really dark under Trump, right? And things feel really dark under Joe Biden as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe differently for some people, but I'm telling you right now, black and brown folks like had it better than Trump. They're not having it good right now either. Um, but watching the way that people take care of each other and show up for one another in a system that is failing us, um, I wish it didn't have to be that way. I wish we could just blow it all up and start over tomorrow. Um, but the more that we have these conversations, um, it's better. I feel like I have been somewhat radicalized politically. I mean, every year I get more, I am the flaming liberal of my family and I have been for a hot minute, but even then like my husband who was raised atheist, I think I've even out liberal to him at this point. <laughs> so yeah. I, like I am just like, Oh, just I'm like, is anarchy it for us? Is that where we're going to uh, again? Lindsay, did you know that? I, so I worked for this, my city and county when we first met and Lindsay knows this, but I started that job and about a weekend, I literally left the office and was like, I, I'm an anarchist socialist now. I started working for local government and immediately was like, mm -mm, all of this is <laughs> not working <laughs> shit right and people can do it better but it's also where are the resources and how do we get those out so like these are the places where i'm interested in there are systems that are oppressive politics slash our government yes for sure obviously yeah there's the church yes obviously there's so many more there's little ones in ourselves there's big ones everywhere like we are here to start undoing those tangles and like we get to do that now because other people have done the life or death fucking work for it their whole lives and are still doing that now, especially black and brown people and especially trans people and especially people who are easily targeted by people who hate anything different and think that other people existing is taking away from their existence. Like that is a lie and we no longer need to tolerate that and we no longer need to make that an accommodation for white men to go shoot everyone or whatever the fuck it is that's happening. Like this is, this is not the world I choose to live in. How do we now become our full powerful selves and align with others who care about similar things? Just like you're saying mutual aid slash support slash why would I follow laws that are fucking unethical? Like why would I want to support a world where women are or pregnant people in general are being oppressed and like fucking prosecuted for having a miscarriage or something like literally fuck off the fuck off my body fuck off everyone else's body like do not touch do not own do not ask about anyone's genitals just fucking live your life and or 
we also have to get together and, and do some shit. So I don't know exactly how that's going to shape up, but I think we all have opportunity to do that. And I think we do have community here with ghosties, with each other, with, with even beyond that and all of the networks we have and all the ghosty networks they have. And look, all y'all, like, let's, let's keep working together. Let's create something generative. Like we spent our lives thinking that our creator thought we were disgusting. It couldn't even look at us because we're so sinful inherently. Like we're just bored as little tiny innocent baby Jesuses into the world. And yet, oh, once you're born, you're bad. If you're a fetus, blameless, but you're born, you're already marked by sin in whatever way. And you're going to be put into the system. And like, what if we change the shit that's happening? It's not going to happen in our lifetime, but it is going to happen over time. And I do believe that because I think that the human will is to release ourselves from oppression, our own oppression. How am I complicit in my own oppression? We have evolution to do. We all are here to grow. And let's just try that. How about we try to make new mistakes? 2024 for me is going to be the year of more new mistakes, different mistakes. What new lessons can I learn? I feel like I'd like to integrate some of these ones and just keep going. Sounds like an excellent, what was my, my uh, mantra is like being less available. I think I've told you guys this. I, uh, I, I did uh, mushrooms earlier this year and had like a little bit of a, a moment where I was feeling like it was so nice. I had turned my phone on airplane mode and I thought about like, it was, I think the thought came to me, it was like, oh, it's so nice, like, not to be needed right now, you know, mm -hmm. as a mom, mm -hmm. as a someone whose family relies on her a lot as like the primary income earner for my family, all these things. And then like the thought came over me and was like, no, like you will always be needed. Like someone is always going to need something for me. It's about like my availability and whether or not I'm able to respond to those needs in that moment and just realizing how much more agency I have and how much more of a choice I have in that of when I can. And when I'm available, I want to be available. I want to be all in. I want to be there for people. Like I am a person who wants to help others deeply. It, it means a lot to me and, but also at the same time, like just realizing my own limitations, like I'm not a fucking superhuman. Like I am a human yeah. with like real challenges and health issues. I've also started, I have IBS. I've also started like being more honest about my like physical limitations. And like, there are times like it is a debilitating, there are times when I am not fucking functional and I hate admitting that. And I need to do more of that. Like I, it's again, it's like the humiliation piece, Sarai, that you were talking about earlier. Like it's really humbling to, as a person who takes a lot of pride in being able to take on a lot um, and handle a lot. And that is something I've been praised for my entire fucking life. And sometimes just owning up to like, I can't handle this right now. It's hard, but it's so good. Yeah. I was really scared of boundaries when I first started shaping myself differently is how I felt of, I thought of it as like here okay I'm going to now define my shape instead of everyone else deciding and it was almost like a convergence into a vacuum of whatever I was because my boundaries were so porous and my literal life motto was yes to everything <laughs> like I'm not kidding <laughs> except for not you know fun things um, but whatever yes to everything at work in particular and it took writing things on a post-it note for me to be like, wait, stop, say no, think about it. It was literally like a little process I had to develop for myself when someone was like, here's a project we could do. And I'm like, uh, wait, say no. Um, no, let me think about it. <laughs> it was hard, but it is, it's shaping yourself. And it turns out mm -hmm. everyone else just shifts their space around you mm -hmm. and it's fine. And like, People are just expecting us to do that anyway, and we aren't doing it. And people who don't expect that don't really need to be in my space then. Like, that's my boundary. If you don't think it's okay for me to have the shape I have and need the days I need to be okay, like, I've had similar issues just with, like, my period pain. And sometimes it will knock me out for two days, like, two full days <laughs> in a month. And I just cannot be 
present. I'm just not, it doesn't work. So it is hard, but we like the more radically we can care for ourselves in our little bodies, the more radically we can give ourselves that emotional space and the permission to not be fucking productive a hundred percent of the time, or even like 80 or 50 or whatever it needs to be for us to meet some impossible standard. We are actually free to decide how we spend our time, how we spend our energy, who we want to be and how we show up for ourselves and learning that that's just as important and or probably the most important part of life. And deconstruction itself is a very personal thing and doing it in community is something a little different that I would like us to try. I think it's really beautiful to say, how do I wanna dismantle what I was told to believe that I had to believe that whatever, and now I get to pick and have the freedom to say like where my morality comes from and what I believe in and why, those things can just be from you. Like it's okay for your values to be, I care about peace. <laughs> oh, great, great. Yeah. How do you do that? You know, that's, that's, I think it's wonderful. So hi everybody, let's just be more ourselves and take off more of these stupid masks and like be human. Moving that, at the pace of human time. I know that there's no one right way to deconstruct. We clearly have all done it very differently and we have so much love and respect for one another and there's no judgment that like, I still believe in God and like, like you may not, you know, like it's, it doesn't matter. I think the point is that like we have, like, I think that there is true joy that we are so supportive of one another and the fact that we are like working out this stuff and, and mostly just like, shedding off the grossness of what we were taught when we were young and whatever that looks like. Like we get a lot of interesting questions on our Facebook page and that, you know, like how people deal with prayer. And it's just so interesting because I still find a lot of comfort in that. And some people find it like it's so triggering. Right. And I think just trying to be mindful of that, like where we're all at on our journeys. And I don't know, I'm just excited. Like we want to bring more people into this fold. Um, like, <laughs> non-male voices in the non-cis male voices in these conversations and i think my favorite freaking thing about the ghosties is that like we i uh, just have such a unique diversity of listeners and we i don't know we love all all you babies all, all you ghosties thank you <laughs> that's so dorky anyways i'm like good god true though uh it is are you grateful our listeners for? are the best Ghosties. listeners ever yeah we have done a lot of personal development, a lot of personal excavating, and um, I, I've done a lot of personal research into my own self this year. And a big thing that I am walking away from is the knowledge that I am not obligated. And I don't want anyone to come to a thing or participate in a community event that we host out of obligation. I don't ever want to show up somewhere just because I'm obligated to, and I don't want anyone else to show up to anything because they feel an obligation. I think that there is such freedom in having choice and freedom in knowing who you are and what your needs are. Um, those are big lessons that I am learning and I'm learning how to recognize and verbalize those things. And, you know, it was really scary to ask those questions without the safety net of a God or a savior. And it was important for me to do that kind of excavation. Um, this podcast for me has been a playground for that. And I feel really grateful. I feel grateful for the community that has rallied around um, what we're talking about because there are people asking similar questions and, and trying to seek out just other people who aren't afraid to ask questions. And um, I'm really grateful and I'm excited for what we have in store for the future. We have learned a lot of things that we didn't share or talk about. Um, and I get excited thinking about the things that we are going to have in 2024 and beyond. It is a life that we get to choose the way that we want to show up. And I'm excited to see how all of the ghosties are going to show up in the new year. So let us know. If you haven't joined our Facebook group or you're not on our Patreon page, which you can join without paying for a subscription, um, we want you to just be a part of where we are and 
join the conversation and share with us your wins, the things that you have learned about yourself this year, the ways that you have changed your life, your community, the way that you're showing up in the world. We can all encourage each other with the goodness and the things that we are learning and just know that we are all, <clears throat> we are all figuring shit out together. And we love you. And it's okay <laughs> to be messy. And I want to say that we are so grateful for the support that we have received. Um, like Patreon is such a huge way that you can support us if you're able to. I get that not everybody is, but we have some big stuff planned for 2024 and we can't do it without your support. Clearly we've talked about some of our limitations and like the shit that we went through. And let me tell you, the goal is we want to put out more episodes. Um, we want to hire an editor so that we can um, expedite things and give you more Holy Ghosting. And uh, if you're able to subscribe, that would mean the world to us and allow us to accomplish some of those goals. I will also say we have some like maybe series in the works. We want to take down some, um, culty uh christian northern california commune if you know what i'm talking about uh also we want to look into maybe do a little mini series on ywam because i want to talk shit about ywam for the rest of my life uh <laughs> like have some really important guests on continue amplifying voices especially of uh marginalized folks who uh were raised in high control religion and we are bringing uh Derek webb and flimmy grant to portland they're going to be playing at my church on april 19th i believe and Yay. we will be there i believe hosting we're holy holy ghosting hosting, holy so hosting. come yeah. come <laughs> hang out with us uh 2024 is gonna be the year of holy ghosting i'm calling it now we're fucking gonna do some great shit and thank you for coming along with us we are all entrepreneurs and we all work with clients and we have never talked about that on this podcast either i do think it's useful just to let people know a little bit about what we do um because if you support our work in business we also have more flexibility and freedom to spend our time doing this as well so listen like Lindsay's a amazing social media manager like look at our shit Lindsay's <laughs> blowing it up all the time just like amazing at something I hate too like by the way social media is like I hate it I can't I don't want to and you are just the queen and it's fun and I love it and thank you and you can hire Lindsay to work <laughs> with you you can she's it's true great i'm a freelance social media strategist and event producer so but social media is kind of my bread and butter these days but a, a little bit of everything i work with everything from like the waterfront blues festival so in music uh i am working with earth day oregon this year which i'm excited about i do a lot of like restaurants and uh, i have a big tea client yeah i love what i do i love it and meg is a producer and a media genius and and same team media is doing some cool shit too so there's ways to work with meg and i've reopened my coaching and consulting work that i had been doing and continuing it in in slightly different directions and the part of it that is really like freaking me out is i'm being more honest about what i'm doing and <laughs> i can help you with your business i did a lot of coaching for nonprofit consultants in their business and I did a lot of other kinds of, of coaching with folks who were doing things that were big for them, stepping out of, of something and growing into another level. And that includes people running for office. And like the this one person I worked with just crushed her opponent who was a very well-supported uh, uh, incumbent. And I was at a, it's called Emerge. So this is like a place you can go to get trained with other progressive femmes to run for office. And I was there when this person said she was going to run for that seat. And the people running the Emerge program were like, you shouldn't waste your time. You're not going to beat this incumbent. But then she did. And then she did some shit in the state house of representatives. So that's the kind of thing. Like, I think we all have offerings as well. And I think it would be worthwhile for us to say, hey, ghosties, like, we're actually just people too. And we do cool stuff and we want to work with folks that are ready to do whatever it is that we can help them do. So oh. we are updating our website. You can go check out our new bios and you can get links to see what each of us are up to in our business life world because capitalism is the place 
that we exist. So we are participants and we do this um, because we want to. We do it because we know that it's important to share our stories. It's important that voices like ours and stories like ours are told because we know that we're not alone. And the three of us who grew up in different places and lived different lives have a lot of really similar experiences. Um, and that is what we're going to keep doing is telling our stories, sharing yours, and hopefully providing a place of hope and love and one that has abundant joy. Also, three cheers for being queers. All of us. <laughs> this is a very gay podcast now, guys. Sorry if you all didn't know. Turns out. Turns out. So gay. Oh, so no. Gay. Uh, the gay agenda got us. Don't tell your mom. <laughs> or do. <laughs> Don't tell my mom. Just I did. I I'm told my knows. mom. It was great. She loves me. I'm Meg. And I'm Lindsay. I'm Stray. And I'm we fucking witch. are... <laughs> Holy ghosting. <laughs> Smell you later, 2023. <laughs> Peace out, bitches. Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you. Too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.